Turn all your things off, Angela. Turn them all off. I can't do this right now. <laughs> can't do what? Why? What happened? I'm the one who's in the mood. No, I'm in the mood now. What happened? I just had this thing with Ferd, and I feel really like, oh, God. You had a thing with Ferd? Yeah, it's not. I can't talk about it. I just just had this thing. I'm fine. I'm sure sure it was your fault. (laughs) Because I know Ferd, and he's a great guy. Oh, my God. So it must be your fault. Don't project your things onto me, okay? Mm. Okay. <sighs> I I'm hoping that war is going to break out so I can just go on a rampage and uh-huh, yeah. Start killing zombies. Zombie apocalypse will start and I'll just grab my weapon and go crazy. That's the mood I'm in. I I don't know. I have this murderous rage energy. Mm. I just want to destroy. Why is that, do you think? I don't know, but it feels good to hear you say it. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, it's a little scary, I guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I'm trusting it. I'm trusting that it's good. It's about mm-hmm. something good. I think it's about boundaries. Yeah. I think I let my boundaries get violated and I don't always know it. And something, I think something happened at the last workshop. You know, we're not going to get into the details of everything, but I became aware of some places that my boundaries were not strong or needed to be stronger. And uh, it wasn't so much anything that happened in the workshop specifically, but just was it just a general feeling that I had around uh, my orientation to personal boundaries. And and there was something that had to change. And there was some way I was giving myself away in my practice and moving forward. It needed to change. It has to change if I want to grow, if I want to go where I want to go. What, what was your personal orientation and where do you need to go? Well, I think when you become a psychotherapist, there's this idea that you have to take care of people. Mm-hmm. which is that's tricky because you can't really take care of them. Like you have to be there for them. You have to be kind. You have to be warm. You have to be in your heart all the time. It's a lot of fucking pressure. And sometimes you don't want to be. And sometimes people, you know, put pressure on you or have expectations on you. Or you put expectations on yourself. And uh, there's some distortions that I have that I need to get, uh, I need to clear up, get stronger, have better boundaries, um, know exactly how it is that I want to work with people, know, uh, you know, just even like little things like scheduling, Mm -hmm. you know, not letting people schedule less than 24 hours in advance, little things, just little things like that getting really, mm. really clear. I mean, some, you know, I have some clients that are like, if they have an emergency and I'm available, of course I'm going to do it. But in general, like that I'm not on call essentially. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Ask me well, some questions. I was just going to, 
Um, no, I was going to share, you know, that's essentially what happened in this thing that I just had with Ferd, mm-hmm. that I felt a boundary for myself. And he actually said, I, I trust you, you know, whatever your boundary is, it's I, like, he wasn't going to, he had a certain feeling of what he wanted to do. I didn't, I didn't want that. And, um, and he, he said, well, I, I trust you know, I'm going to trust what you, if, if you don't, if you don't like it, then I won't do it. And then I felt really bad. Like I felt guilty or, you know. Right. And so, um, so then I, like, I was upset, you know, and I was upset with the way that I was feeling, you know, I didn't like that. So I just, you know, I just said it. I was like, I don't like how I feel. I don't, I don't like this feeling I'm having. I don't like that you're not having the same feeling I'm having you know, around the situation. And, and what do you mean like, you feel bad? How do you feel bad? Oh, well, I guess I just felt bad that, you know, I have a no to this thing that he has a yes to. Mm-hmm. And he's, and he says that he's going to trust me. And I'm, I, you know, I want to support him. I always want to support him. And the way that he supports me to do what we want to do, you know, but, um, and we do for the most part, but this particular situation will have an impact on me mm-hmm. and I don't like it. I don't, I don't, I don't want that for myself. Um, and so, you know, for to saying, well, I trust you, you know, but what, and then what I realized was that I don't trust him. I don't trust that he's saying him saying, I trust you, like, it's not going to come back to me in some way where it's like, you know, it's some hidden um, resentment, you know, that he's, he's holding because I didn't say yes to this thing. Mm-hmm. And then he, when I, I, when I said that to him, he was like, you know, this is the first time that I'm getting upset that you're saying that, like, I already, it was a big deal for me to say that I'm going to trust you, you know, that in this. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's true. And he was like, now you're saying you don't trust me that I said, I, tr-, you know, it's like, so then I just felt like, all right, you know, I mean, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm coming into. I, I was like, I have to right. go do this podcast now, but you right. know. So I was right. It is your fault. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is that, you know, holding the boundary for myself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it feels, something feels scary about it. You know, it's like, and I think that, you know, maybe in my history, you know, holding my boundary was scary. Like something did come back to me, you know? Right. You had your boundary, you got punished in some way. Yeah, exactly. And or, so, or I, and so I didn't hold my boundary, right. you know? Um, but yeah, like now I, I just feel like, okay, I want to trust that just like, like what you just said, I want to trust that my boundary is good. I want to trust that what he's saying is true that he's going to trust me, you know, and, and trust that that's going to be good for us. And, um, yeah. What if, he, what if he doesn't? What if he, he doesn't and is resentful? Can you still hold your boundary? Good question. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're asking me this it actually helps me to... Mm-hmm clarify yes i i can hold this boundary mm-hmm. and and trust that it's a good boundary for me to have mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah that's that's a really good question yeah 
Do you trust yourself? Do you trust your own boundary? I mean, that's, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think that I have in the past, Mm -hmm. but I, in this moment, when you're asking me right now, I feel like, yeah, I can, I can actually trust. I know myself well enough now to know what will happen if I don't. And I don't want that. It's tricky because your boundary also could be some issue that you have. That's true. Could Uh be a distortion. Yeah. And actually both of us acknowledged that, that this, this, this is an issue from Mm -hmm. my childhood for sure, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, I guess when I, when, you know, actually Ferd was the one who acknowledged that. And when he said it, he said it in a very loving way, you know, and because he knows it's a big issue for me. And so, yeah, that, I just, that just really, like, I'm just getting that really touched me, you know? <sighs> yeah, I appreciate that he, he gets how big of an issue this, this is for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm okay with that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I have to, I have to, there's nothing, I can't not honor that fact. Right. Because I know what's going to happen if I betray my boundary here. I, I just, right. you know, maybe at another time, this won't be an issue for me. You or know? maybe once the boundary is mm-hmm. respected and you feel that, then it can change. But maybe this is part of the process you need to go through. You need to be able to set the boundary, have it be honored, and then... Maybe there's something beyond that, but you have to do this first. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that feels true. (sighs) So it's your mom's fault, actually. (laughs) Fucking mother. (laughs) Fuck her, man. Well. Go ahead. Rant on your mom. We love you. We love all the moms out there. We're just, we're just, we're just in a mood. I'm in a mood. (laughs) Right. I'm taking it out on Angela's mother, <laughs> who I don't even know. Right. But man, she she definitely looks she looks a little crazy in some of those pictures you sent me. <laughs> Sorry, Ma. Oh my God. I mean, those eyes. There's something, something. Well, let Can't me just remember. say right. that I did talk to my mom and dad about moving to Austin. Mm. I shared that news with them. And How'd that go? It went about as good as it could possibly go, I think. Um, and I want to just say, you know, I really prepared for that call in many different ways. And I, it was, you know, I, I have, I have had some shame around needing to prepare for my calls with my my mom. <laughs> It's like a rocky training montage. <laughs> Getting ready to talk to your mom. But I I really, you know, I really did. I did the, I did what I needed to do, you know. I you know, I talked to my therapist, I talked to my friends. I you know, I wrote I wrote stuff down. I you know, it was like things to remember when you're on this call, you know. And uh and Ferd was part of it you know he he was totally uh willing and thought it was a good idea that he'd be on the call you know 
Um, and so he, you know, he did a lot of the, the talking. Um, but yeah, so I felt prepared. But the, the biggest thing I got right before I, I, you know, I really wanted to feel in a certain place in myself. I didn't want to feel, I didn't want to be in my fear. I didn't want to be like in my little girl place. I wanted to be in my adult self that knows that I can take care of myself no matter what happens. And so what I realized right before the call was that I had to take off any demand of my mother or my father to have to understand me at all. Like get it, uh, like it, love me. I, I mean, any demand. And I could feel the demand that I had and that I've had. Mm-hmm. Like, in, it, it feels very subtle, you know, mm-hmm. at this point, but it's there, you know. And maybe, you know, subtle is even more dangerous than, you know, like out there demand. But it's it, it was, I could feel it. And I was like, whoa, okay, I have this demand. Um, and I also had to let go of the demand that I get them or understand them, you know, like, and and I'm probably never going to understand my parents. Uh, You know, like I, I actually had this thought that I wonder if I became, you know, doing what we do, like this therapist person, you know, uh, as a way to try to understand my mother and my, my family. Like, I wonder if that, you know, like it was like, I knew as a kid, like I didn't, I was like, what? Why are you making these? What are you, what are you doing? You know? Oh, I see. You became yeah. a therapist to understand your family? Yeah. I wonder. I, I, I mean, I had that thought, mm-hmm. you know, just right before. And I realized, like, there are some ways in which I do understand my mom and dad uh, much more deeply than I ever have before mm-hmm. as a result of, you know, the education and training and experience that I've had. And so um, I just... Yeah, so I, I kind of like once I got clear on that, I just kind of you know, I don't know. I, I actually moved my body and I just kind of just shook, you know, just like okay, I they don't have to understand, they don't have to get why we're moving to Austin or anything, you know. But my intention is basically like I just want to let them know, and I want to, you know, I want to share that with them, and I uh, they don't they don't have to understand, but I also. I'm not going I'm going to try to help them to understand in in the best way that I can. You know, like so I just could feel both of those things. And so, you know, Ferd and I got on the phone and my dad picked up and uh, or my actually my mom picked up and we were just wishing it was on Thanksgiving, wishing wishing her a happy Thanksgiving and and she, you know, she immediately was like, "Oh, I'm glad that my daughter is calling." Because I hadn't, you know, I hadn't spoken to them since my dad's birthday, which was September 11th. And, you know, I'd I'd felt like there was that boundary that I'd created around like, okay, I am happy to have a conversation with you. I just don't want to talk about the vaccine or, you know, COVID or any of that stuff. And that's when my mom said, well, then I don't, I don't, we don't have anything to talk about. And so I was kind of, uh, you know, just... Like, all right, well, I'll just wait for you to call me. So for her to say, oh, I'm glad my daughter's calling, it was almost like, oh, she was, 
you know, she was waiting, you know, mm-hmm. these, it, it was a little like, okay, you know, right. She's, she probably, she might not even remember that conversation. I don't know, you know, but in any case. She's a woman. She doesn't say what she means. <laughs> so she, <laughs> so she, uh, yeah, she was, she was happy that we were calling, you know, so, um, and I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't say anything. I didn't defend, you know, I just kept on saying to myself, Angela, you're not going to understand everything that you're, you know, you're just not going to understand. And so, so then, um, my dad gets on the phone and he's like, so what's up? And then Fred says, oh, well, we have some big news, you know, uh, we're moving to Austin, Texas. And my dad said, oh, wow, that is big news. And, um, you know, he tells him about the house that we bought. And um, and so then I say some things just about how how quickly it happened and, you know, gave him a little bit of the story. And then my dad says, I'm, I'm excited for you. And and he's like, I'm happy that you guys like. I, I think he's known, you know, for many years that I've really wanted a house. So I think that he was just happy that you know that was happening for me, and um, and that he he acknowledged, which I thought was so, I don't know, it was beautiful. He was like, it takes a lot of courage, you know, mm. to do what you're doing, you know, and. Um, you know, I acknowledged their courage too because they moved from Ohio to Irvine, California, in their mid seventies. Right. And so, you know, um, but it was really, it was really, I don't know, sweet, poignant to hear my dad say that. You know. Um. So this whole time, you know, we're talking to my dad and usually, I mean, when my mom was on, my dad, my dad's in the background. And so, you know, we're, Ferd says, he was like, is mom still there? And my mom chimes up in the background. She's like, yeah, I'm still here. (laughs) And, um, and then she says, you know, that she knows that dad, dad's feeling excited. I'm feeling sad. And I was like, oh, you know, I think both Ferd and I were surprised, uh, not not necessarily by what she was feeling, but that she would say what she was feeling. Right. And uh, just acknowledge, you know, because normally her sitting in the background, not saying anything, um, no response. That's the thing that triggers the shit out of me. <laughs> like... I get fucking furious, you know, like there's nothing, you're giving me nothing. Mm-hmm. And that whole time, I mean, I knew I was aware that she was in the background and I'm, I was sure that she was listening, but I just, I kept on like taking the demand off. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't have to understand. She doesn't, I don't, I don't understand. She doesn't have to understand. And something happened, you know, it was like really, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't triggered you know, in the same way that I've been. And I wonder if that, like, that hook, you know, that I've had, you know, just that demand subtly, whatever, like, you know, that she, I mean, she's a sensitive woman. She can feel it, you know, and that it does something to her. But then the hook being off, off of mm-hmm. her, 
mm-hmm. completely. She could just say, I feel sad. Right. And I, and I wasn't triggered, you know, like, like she didn't have to feel excited for me or happy, you know, she was, she, she could just feel sad for herself, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and then she asked some questions and, you know, I, I assured them that I wasn't like, I was like, Hey, $72 round trip tickets, you know, like you guys are welcome to come visit, you know, and, and on a Friday night, uh, my, my house is 15 minutes from the airport. So on a Friday night, it's probably faster for me to fly from Austin to get to you than it is for me to drive from LA to get, you know? So I, I think, you know, just to give them a little assurance that it wasn't like, fuck you, goodbye, you know? Right. It was, it's like, you know, I'm, we're doing this because it feels right. It feels good for us. And, and, you know, you're welcome and we'll, we'll, we'll come if you, and if you want us there, which, you know, my mom still does not. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it felt good. It felt like I felt strong. I felt my, I felt my parents, you know, and. My mom at the end says, well, if there's anything that you need, just let us know, you know? So like that felt like a, I felt relieved, you know, I felt just like a weight had been taken off and it's like, I'm free to move. I'm like, I'm going now, you know? Mm -hmm. And it felt like on some level, it wasn't like goodbye, never going to see you again, but it was, it was a kind of goodbye, you know? And, um, you know, I guess when I heard my dad say it takes a lot of courage, you know, I felt the courage that it's taken me to leave my mother, you know, and my father. Right. Um, and do what feels right for me, do what feels good for me and to trust that and trust that my mom and dad are going to be okay. You know, everybody's going to be okay. Um, yeah. And I guess, yeah, it's, it's sort of that same thing, feeling that I have with Ferd, you know, in this boundary, it's like, I'm, I, you know, like I don't want this. I, I want this other thing. And, you know, you might feel, something you might feel sad or disappointed or angry or whatever and it's okay like you can feel those things and I'm still gonna still gonna move I'm still gonna do what feels right for me and and trust that I mean that's how I feel right now in this moment Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) ask me tomorrow Yeah. Has anybody had a negative reaction? Friends, clients? I mean, generally. You are moving to Texas. Do you know the abortion mm -hmm. law that they just passed? Yeah. It's a Republican state. Yeah. Because people are fucking crazy in Texas. I mean. I've had a couple of those. mm Mm-hmm. You think they're listening right now? Probably not. Probably not. It's too bad because I'd have something to say to them. 
What do they say? They don't. They just. They don't like Texas. They don't like what it stands for. Well, they don't. They don't. They don't say that specifically. But they're like, well, you know, I'm sure you know certain things that are happening in Texas. That's where all the racists live. (laughs) All the racists live in California. Do you get that? Do you guys get that yet? Do you get that the people who exploit racism are actually the racist? Do you get that? You figured that out? Black Lives Matter, racist. Do you get that? (laughs) Democrats are racist. The people who exploit racial issues are racist. Get that through your head. I know it's a red pill. Just swallow it. Take a look. You start to see reality. You're welcome. What? Okay, hold on. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Obviously. Wait, hold, 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 hold on, mm-hmm. hold on. Um, because I want, you know, I just shared this thing that I want to actually publish. Yeah, yeah. And so I just want to, I, I don't know. <laughs> want to what? Uh, I want to, uh, I want to be very clear about my the way that I think around the stuff that you're talking about. You want to differentiate differentiate yourself from me? Yes. That's yes. fine. Yeah. Okay. I understand. You, okay. You're not you're not supporting or condoning the things that I'm saying necessarily. Correct. Yeah. Well, I I mean I'm supporting you to have the the energy of it, you know, and and your your actual what's real wrong feelings. With what I'm saying? What's what's incorrect with what I'm saying? I'm not saying that anything that you're saying oh. is wrong or incorrect. Oh. Oh, I'm just saying that I might not hold the same opinion, and I want to what make your, sure. What is your opinion? Um, on what? On what the fuck is going on out there? Why is uh, Democrats have been in control of Chicago, Baltimore, Detroit forever, and it's still the same shit? What's going on there? What's going I on? I don't there? know. What happened to Black Lives Matter as soon as the election was over? Oh, I just you know we stopped hearing about Black Lives Matter. The Democrats use racial division to create upset and to uh, make people feel guilty um, to win elections. That's what they do. That's their strategy. Everybody who disagrees with them is a racist. Okay. It, there's no, you can, you can, that's what it is. It's all, it, people can see it. I mean, people saw it with this uh, Kyle Rittenhouse thing. The whole narrative was bullshit. Mm-hmm. The whole narrative that CNN and the liberal media told was bullshit. And then people watched the trial and they're like, what the fuck? Oh, he shot three white people? That was a shock to them, first of all. And then it was clearly in self-defense. I mean, you can you can have a debate about whether he should have been there and gun laws and all of that. But based on the law, he 100% should have got off. A crazy fucking pedophile just out of an, out of an insane asylum. I mean, it's first of all, it's a it's a it's a riot. And it was the whole riot was fueled by the media and by the Democratic politicians around Jacob Blake, who got shot seven times in the back. And people just hear that white cop shoots black guy in the back seven times, looks bad, but 
Jacob Blake knew and said, yeah, no, I shouldn't have been doing that. I reached for the gun. He took that woman. He, he went in there. I guess it was domestic abuse. He's a domestic abuser. The woman had called 911. He had digitally raped her in the house, stuck his finger. Digitally? Did, stuck his finger oh, uh-huh. up her vagina, asking her if she'd been fucking any other guys, put the kids in the car, and was about to drive off. And who knows where he's going with those fucking kids. Cops told him to stop. He wouldn't. And if you watch the whole video, he resists, he resists, he resists. He goes in to the car. He reaches for the knife. And the cops pop him. That's that's what it is. And to create a whole hysteria around that with the election coming, because they want to create this whole picture the society is fundamentally racist, and Donald Trump represents that. And all of his voters, this is what they're about. And we, the Democrats, will come in and we will fix this white supremacist society. So they gin up all this racial controversy. And then it's also defund the police. So they're not stopping anybody from doing anything. They're burning down buildings. They're looting so I, people were predicting this from the beginning. What do you think is going to happen? Vigilantes are going to show up. They got no choice. And so he showed up, and then a bunch of fucking yahoos showed up, and now they're playing war games. They're all there. They're all making that choice. If you're showing up to a riot, you go confront the guy with an AR-15, and that guy shoots you, it's on you. What the fuck do you think was going to happen? You reach for his gun? You try to take his gun from him and he shoots you? That's on you. You can't reach for a guy's gun. What are you going to do with it once you have it? Mm. And he's chased down the street. A guy tries to whack him over the head with a skateboard. He's being chased by a mob. People are screaming out, get him. Dome, dome him, which means shoot him in the head. This is what he's hearing. He hears gunshots in the air. He doesn't know if those are gunshots they're aimed at him. Guys are running at him. What the fuck's he supposed to do? It's gross what they did to that kid, what the media did to that kid. The lies for the last four years that they perpetrated about Trump being a white nationalist that he said uh, about Charlottesville that... Uh, you know, there was fine people on both sides, meaning the white supremacists. He never said that. He literally said five seconds later, 15 seconds later, I'm not talking about the white supremacists or the neo-Nazis. They should be condemned totally. You know, they exploited that. And that exploitation has to be called out, has to be named. Because look at how much division it's created in society. How much upheaval. They're like playing off people's resentments and anger. They're encouraging people to be victims. It's vile. And so I, I've had enough of, like, I've had enough. Like, I'm just not going to sit by anymore and uh, pretend that that's not what's going on. It's fucking evil. And I understand it can go the other way. I'm not, I'm not claiming that the right can't go fucking too far. And they do. And there's fucking people on the far right that are out of their fucking minds. Obviously, there is real racism going on. 
But the left dominates popular culture right now, Hollywood, mainstream media, and they're creating this uh, whole narrative that the country is just, you know, fundamentally racist, and it's not true. What reality do you want to live in? One where you say uh, America is a uh, white, irredeemable white supremacist society? Well, that's a point of view to have. Here's another point of view, that America is the least racist country in the history of the world. That is also true. Is it not? Maybe, okay, you could say Canada. But which, which framing do you think produces a ultimately f- more favorable result? Why would you tell white children that they're racist? That's what they're doing in schools. That's what these critical race theorists want to do. This is what white fragility is doing. You need to know, white people, you are racist. That's your original sin. Can't escape it. It's just how it is. People of color aren't racist. They can't be racist because they don't have power. It's only white people. You are racist. Is that is that a good thing to program into a child's head that they're racist? Well, there's a lot of people who program that you are born with original sin. Yeah, well, I'm not fucking supporting that either. Mm-hmm. You call wrong where you see wrong. So, I don't know. That's what I see. And... uh yeah, I'm done being nice about it, mm-hmm. understanding. It's interesting um, because I can feel um, it's like the thing that we teach mm-hmm. is that at our our fundamental nature is our goodness. Mm-hmm. And then we have these dark places, these, you mm-hmm. know, evil places inside of us yeah. that we're all not only capable of, but have acted out yes. in unconscious ways. Yes. But fundamentally, at our essence, we're good. Mm-hmm. We're love. Yes. We're free we're mm-hmm. spirit you know it's like like th- there's something just inherently good and i think what i hear you saying is just that you're what you're fighting against is the idea that we're inherently bad yeah yeah and that it, that's evil mm-hmm. you have a group mm. of people constantly telling us that we're bad that this whole setup is bad you know, okay, but without a, without say- a real understanding of of like history or what anything means, like when you would, say mm-hmm. Go ahead. when you say we, who are you referring to? We are bad. Well, I guess it's I guess it's mostly white people they're talking about, but the United States. But I, I guess they mean white people. Mm. And I guess, you know, Asians are sort of, I mean, you guys make so much money and are so successful, they sort of don't count you anymore in people of color, which is all you fucking need to know about who these people are. Okay, I want to say I don't know if that's 
That's totally true. But you, you know that's true. I, I hear what you're saying. You know that's true. Uh, no, I Try don't. Try being know an Asian and get into Harvard. <laughs> See how much chance you got, or Stanford. There's a cap. It's only so many Asians mm. allowed. I think that's called racism. Pretty sure. Pretty sure that's the definition of racism. But okay. Uh, well, and I understand what you're saying. Like you know, just that if somebody if somebody did something that was harmful to me and because i'm asian um and then was saying like it doesn't it doesn't matter what you think you know it doesn't yeah. matter how yeah. how you feel about whether or not you you think that that i'm being racist towards you you it doesn't matter because you're yeah you're one of them it's like exactly exactly Uh uh-huh yeah we're absolved because we're people of color we're absolved and and this is a this is a minority by the way I, i think the vast majority of people of color black and uh latino mm-hmm. uh, they don't buy into this bullshit i think the vast majority of them i think if you went around they're like they don't they don't believe this. I think it's a small minority of activists who have captured the attention of the media and who are uh, gone through the uh, education system where it's totally been, uh, it's been infected, this critical race theory. And so it's everywhere in the media. And uh, But I don't think the average black person is, you go down to Harlem, I, I know, I spent a lot of time around black people at basketball camps. They, they, at least the ones I spent time with they're pretty straight up they're not they understand that uh staying a victim and being resentful is not the way to make it it's not a good attitude to have so i'm not buying that this is the majority of people i think it's a small minority Mm. who've just captured the attention of the media and are just the loudest most vocal and they're doing a lot of fucking damage, these people. And they're probably, a lot of them are borderline personalities, traumatized, uh, have a lot of a lot of fucking anger, are attached to being a victim. And this is the way they get to uh, feel righteous and get out their rage. Wow, you just said a lot there. <laughs> Well, that's what it is. I mean, we got to stand up to them. They're hysterical. They're out of their fucking minds. I saw it happen. Five years, four years with Trump, the five year, the year leading up and then the four years he was in office. Just absolute hysteria. Just lie after lie after lie after lie. And then, okay, he goes away. <laughs> they literally have to ban him off social media. Think about that. Think about that. They have to rationalize getting him off social media, the president of the United States, former president of the United States. We've got to kick him off all social media because he's so dangerous. Yeah, he's dangerous to your fucking message. 
That's what he's dangerous to. It's a threat to you and your inanity. And then it just continues on with COVID. It's lie after lie after lie after lie. I mean, how many fucking lies do we have to listen to before we just say it's enough? The whole thing's been a fucking lie. Lab leak, PCR test, false positives. Dies of COVID equals dies with COVID. That's on the record. It's not some conspiracy theory. It's one thing after another. The the vaccine is going to end the pandemic. Natural immunity, not a thing. Oh, really? It's not a thing? Asymptomatic spread. That was a lie. It's just one after another. And maybe it's not nefarious. Maybe it's just incompetence. Okay, well, fair enough. But if you're demonstrating incompetence over and over, I mean, I, I think I have the right to stop listening and stop paying attention to you. Or somebody should at the very least get fucking fired. And now they want to lock down again for this new virus, this new uh, variant. They don't even know what it is. So we, yeah, we got to lock down again. Why? Did the lockdowns work? We don't know that. There's no evidence that they worked. They definitely worked to uh, transfer a massive amount of wealth and power. We know that. And so then that fuels all these conspiracy theories and speculation that this is all part of some plot for control, new world order. And maybe that's all bullshit, but it doesn't look good. It certainly doesn't look good. And I've had enough. I've had enough. I I mean, I want to say, you know, that that the thing that keeps ringing in my head Mm -hmm. of what you just said is that you believe that it's a small minority of these groups that are making the, the loudest yeah, same with the transgender. It's a small, small, small group of activists. I mean, I don't know how other people think about this, and you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure that other people do probably agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I guess I would, in in my mind, I imagine it's the majority. I don't think so. I, I hear you. It's the first time that I've actually been. I've ever I think thought most of that. people are too afraid to speak up against it because it just sounds scary. They don't want to be called a racist or a, or a transphobe. Did, do you think the average citizen of the United States thinks a transgender woman is actually a woman? Like that's a real woman, the same as any other woman. What do you think the percentage of people that that believe that 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 are, are going to go along with that? <sighs> I'm going to say 15%. And then I think there's probably another 20% who are just like, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Cause I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but privately they're like, no, it's, it's not a real woman. Obviously it's a transgender woman. It's okay. They can, you know, but we have to pretend that that's an actual woman. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. We're going to pretend everybody's going to pretend so as not to hurt their feelings. It's crazy. It's fucking 
crazy. Climate change. Oh, yeah, people. It's all bullshit, too. It's not that the climate isn't changing. But just go back and watch Al Gore's movie 25 years ago. How many of those predictions came true? Nancy Pelosi just bought a $25,000 million oceanfront house. Do you think she's really worried about climate change and ocean, ocean levels rising? We're all going to be dead in 12 years? I don't think so. Nobody believes that. It's all bullshit. It's all a scam. I think we should get the clean energy as soon as we can, obviously. I'm, I'm against pollution. I'm not saying the climate isn't changing. The climate's always changing. It's never not changing. Are we contributing to it? Yes. How much? We don't know. They can't measure that. 90% or 5%? Nobody knows. And all of the, the predictions, they're just based on models. How'd those COVID models work out? And I can tell you the climate models are far more sophisticated than pandemic models. There's a lot more variables. So this whole climate change thing is also bullshit. This is, by the way, this isn't even controversial. Everybody knows this. Everybody's coming to wake up to it. Read Michael, uh, what's, I forget his name, Schlesenberger, Schellenberger. Read his stuff. Very sensible. He's not denying climate change, neither am I. We're just saying, you know, there's a narrative here. There's lies everywhere. These, it's, a, it's a death cult. People love to keep other people afraid. We have to be afraid. We're all going to die. It's horrible. It's a terrible thing to do. So now you have a generation of kids. They literally have climate anxiety. And, and now you have uh, these you know, millennials or younger people in their 20s. They're not having kids because climate change. That's a death cult. That's evil. They're literally saying no to life. Bringing more life into this world is divine. That's how God comes through. It's the most beautiful, beautiful thing anybody ever experiences in their life. And they're trying to convince people not to do it. Don't have kids. It's bad for the environment. It's bad for the environment. It's madness. It's evil. These people are evil and it needs to be named. They need to be stopped. And I've been holding back on this shit for like fucking five years trying to, you know, parse it in a nice way, but it's, it's enough. I mean, do you actually believe at the core of their being they're evil? Uh, at the core of their being? No, I think they're corrupted. They're traumatized and uh, they're in the grips of, uh, of their lower self. They're deeply unconscious and they become satanic is what I believe. I'm not saying they can't be saved. I'm not saying they're inherently bad people, but they've been deeply, deeply corrupted probably by their trauma. 
but you know they want to come to one of my groups and cry it out great but I'm not going to let them roam the streets screaming that the world is going to come to an end and scare fucking people and intimidate control other people with their lies and nonsense and rage and righteousness do you think it's possible that there's another Dave and Angela on that side of the no no I mean, here's, here's, because here, here's, here's when I come strong with this stuff, the arguments I get on the other side, it, it's all, you're saying the, the, the climate's not changing? It's like, oh, dude, I didn't say that. I'm saying the climate is changing. I'm just saying the argument that they're presenting is bullshit. Were you saying there's not racism? I'm not. Did I say that? Of course there's racism. It's a more nuanced conversation, but people can't hold that. You know, the idea that if you don't 100% buy into the activist version of what it means to be transgender, that you are a transphobe, it's just nonsense. You don't think those people can be assholes? Think they're holier now just because they fucking are transgender activists? That they're above reproach or above corruption? That's how I show my equality. I call bullshit on whoever it is. Transgender, black, woman, Latino. I don't give a fuck, Muslim. That's how you demonstrate equality. By not pandering. By telling the truth of what you think and feel. And so when someone's full of shit, you tell them. If you disagree, you say it. It's like, let's have a debate. But I'm not going to pander to you. It's racist. It's bigoted. That's what these liberals don't see. Like in Ontario, (laughs) they're saving 21 seats, I think, in the Ontario provincial government, the liberals, something, Mm -hmm. 15, 21 seats for women only. In Canada. In Canada. Women only can run. So they're trying to create equality. It's like women only. What the little ladies need a leg up, do they? Can't compete against the men. That's what you're saying. They don't see how you don't see how condescending that is. If I was a woman, I'm like fuck, fuck yourself. I want to go against the fucking best guy and kick his ass. I want the playing field. Playing field leveled. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Especially now. It's not it's not 1930. It's 2021. Women are graduating from college at a higher rate than men. Why do they need a leg up there? Everybody knows this. Nobody wants to talk about it. That's the problem. And we all have to start saying it out. We have to call out the lies, man. We have to have the courage to call out lies. Can't let them fester. 
I just want to say mm-hmm. that uh, from what I said earlier in terms of wanting to differentiate between you and me. Yeah. Um, that I'm realizing, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've known this, but I, I forget it sometimes. Mm-hmm. That the things that you say at the top are very provocative, you know, and provoke a are certain... Are they? Re- yeah, they are. They they're, are to they're, me. They're actually self-evident, but it's just because we've all been brainwashed. But yeah, okay. go ahead. I understand. Uh, okay. Well, and then when I hear you all the way out, mm-hmm. like when I hear you like explain what your actual mm-hmm. thinking is, I mean, this is the reason why I, and I'm just saying this to the listeners. Yeah. This is why I am interested in what you have to say, because I think it's an interesting point of view and I respect it. And uh, I don't know all the facts. I don't know, you know, like so- sometimes I wonder like, is that... Is that accurate? I'm I'm not sure, you know. But in any case, like I'm interested in hearing, um, I'm interested in hearing your perspective, and I like hearing it all the way out. I'm it's- fighting for equality. I'm fighting for truth. I'm fighting for people's liberty. I'm I'm fighting the good fight here. That's how I feel. I'm not the racist. I'm not filled with hate. It's the opposite. I know my own heart. That's why I feel confident in saying this shit. I know what's in my heart. I know what I stand for. I it it, it I practice it, and I I've, I've been in those situations. Like I I know myself there. I don't. I'm not a bigoted person at all. I'm the opposite. I'm trying to pull people in. But if you start telling lies, the whole thing crumbles. You cannot base things on a lie you cannot create stories to protect people's feelings you have to tell the truth about what's actually going on or it's going to lead to totalitarianism on on some level well there's a way to tell the truth i I just want to what does that mean stand for that meaning that you know, sometimes the the truth can come quite cruelly and harshly. Can it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Or, I mean, aggressively. Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, when people are trying to kill you, that's how it might come out. Right. And I want to say that on the other side of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could feel myself, like I was putting myself in the position of somebody who was in that place of yeah. what you were saying. And I could feel that all I was focused on were certain words that you were saying. Evil. Yeah, yeah evil. Uh, you, mm-hmm. Like... Uh, Satanic. Uh, yeah, exactly. Corrupted. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the energy behind your words, mm-hmm. which, you know, to me, yeah, we're Angela... At war. We're at war. We're at war. That's what it is. We're, it's a spiritual war. That's what's been coming at me for the last five years. You know what it feels like to be called a fucking racist? Constantly? Labeled a white supremacist? You know how that feels? Because you voted for Trump? People are coming at you nonstop, accusing you of things? Happening online? You're getting emails calling you a fucking Nazi? Say, if I ever fucking see you in the streets, I'm going to take you out? People trying to get you canceled? Fuck them. 
It's war. People come after me like that. What, you think I'm going to be nice about it in response? I was tried. I tried to be nice. I tried to be reasonable. And maybe I reached a lot of people. But at this point in the game, it's just like, fuck you. We're at war. You, you literally tried to kill me. Not literally, but figuratively. Tried to annihilate me. Tried to get me kicked off social media. I'm probably on some FBI watch list because I was at that Trump rally. That's 100%. Think about that. I'm probably on some list for domestic terrorist potential. And so you want me to be fucking nice about it? You want to be kind so they can hear my words? I don't give a shit. I'm not talking to those people. I'm not trying to convince them of anything. I'm trying to convince other people who think like me that it's safe to speak out and come and join our army. I don't give a fuck about those people on the other side. They're lost. They're gone. They're done. It's over for them. And they did it to themselves. It's cowardice and they were weak. They were deluded. I have no sympathy. This is the world. This is what it is. Sorry. I'm fighting for freedom. And the people kind of want to fight with me. I'll liberate you. I'll, I'll, I'll try to liberate myself. But like, there's also a place where it's like, fuck you. You come into my house. You try to take what's mine. You try to steal from me. You try to try to uh, destroy my reputation. You take my words. You twist them to mean something else. <laughs> no, we're at war. Fuck you. Is that unreasonable? Is that wrong? Feels right to me. Feels good to me. I'm not looking for vengeance. I'm I'm not out on social media fucking calling people out or trying to get anyone canceled. I don't, I'm not saying shit. I'm minding my own fucking business. But I'm going to defend myself, just like Cal Rittenhouse. And that's the problem. If you try like Kyle Rittenhouse, or anybody. They'll fucking come after you anyway. Call you white supremacists. Say you're a murderer. Joe Biden called this kid a fucking white nationalist. He didn't know anything. He didn't know he was a white nationalist. Just slander this kid like that without knowing the story. It's the president of the United States. What the fuck's he doing? Okay, I, I just want to say, like, if I'm on this side, yeah. I, I mean, I just you're taking away my livelihood. I'm not taking away shit. You're you're saying shit about media, about Hollywood, about... What? What about it? Government. Am I trying to stop it? Am I trying to... What am I trying to do? Stop you from fucking acting in a Hollywood movie or take down the New York Times? I'm just saying it's bullshit. I don't care. What what, what are you... Then what are you saying if you're not saying that? I'm saying it's all bullshit. I'm not, I'm not trying to stop you. I'm not trying to cancel you. I'm just saying you're lying. 
You are lying. That's all I'm saying. I have the right to say that. And you don't think that's slanderous? Well, it's true. It's not slanderous if it's true. Go ahead and sue me. If it's slanderous, you'll sue me and win, but you won't because it's true. It's not slanderous to call by the president of the United States to call a 70-year-old kid a white nationalist without knowing anything. That's slanderous. And he should sue the fucking president for slander. And I hope he does. It's fucking gross. It's now a, a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Think about that. Think about that. How fucking dark that is to marginalize a group of people. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, the dirty, the unclean. Do people not see this? How fucking gross that is? These people are fucking evil. They don't know it. And they projected it all onto Trump. Made him the bad guy. They're doing the exact same fucking thing. Confession through projection. That's what it is. The wall is racist. <laughs> Think about that. What are they now? Confession they're just confession let- through projection. Mm-hmm. What is that? I've Conf- never confession through projection. They're, they're they're everything they're accusing Trump of. They're doing. They're guilty of especially racism, especially racism. They're literally using the pain and turmoil of black people, right, to uh, exploit their politics, to exploit that for political gain. (laughs) George Floyd, you think they give a fuck about George Floyd? You think Nancy Pelosi... Gives a fuck about George Floyd. This is Game of Thrones we live in, people. It's a Game of Thrones. They're all on one knee with the African fucking scarf for a moment of silence. (laughs) All those senators. That's the most racist thing I've ever fucking seen. All pretending to be honoring George Floyd. Who died of a fentanyl overdose. I mean, what that cop did was vile. You should go to jail, but for fuck's sakes. It turned George George Floyd into Jesus. I understand people don't like it. You need to know the truth. You got to wake up to what this is. There's no epidemic of white cops shooting black people in the United States. That's a lie. Go look at the stats. Well, they do they do shoot uh, by proportion or by you know a higher percentage of black people. Well, there's more encounters because black people commit more crime in the United States. Are we allowed to say that? It's true. They commit more murders, far more murders than any other group. So, yeah, they're going to face 
off with police more often and going to get shot more often. But when you uh, calculate it by police encounters, black people get shot less. So the, the narrative is a lie. And I'm not saying that uh, there's not racism involved. I mean, I think we should be doing something. Why aren't we doing something about these fucking ghettos? The Democrats are in charge. What the fuck? What are they doing? As Kanye said, eight years of Obama, nothing changed in Chicago. I mean, what the fuck? They just keep pat. Now it's now it's it's not their fault. It's it, they can't. It's it's just, it's white supremacy, systemic racism. It's not our fault. It's not it's not our fault. Social workers, government, mayor of Chicago education system it's not our fault it's whiteness why are they against school choice why is the teachers union against school choice wouldn't you want a a highly intelligent kid in the ghetto to be able to go to a different school outside the hood so you get to get a decent education why are they against that? It's interesting. Wonder why. What you got to understand about activists, they have an unconscious desire to perpetuate the very system they say they're fighting against. Once they solve the problem, they're out of a job. And once their identity is consumed, their, identi- their identity is tied up in it. So they unconsciously are trying to perpetuate the problem. That's what it is. That's what activism is. They don't, they don't, they're not interested in actually solving the problem. They just want to stand by and scream and be righteous. I'm not, and obviously I'm generalizing, but they're not solving the problem, are they? In fact, black people used to be better off in the United States. Much better off. Families stayed together. Higher standard of living. What happened? What happened? Just saying. We got to wake up. You know, maybe I'm not right about everything, but... uh, The lies, the narrative we're being sold is it's all bullshit. Stop watching CNN, New York Times. They have an agenda. What about what about the lies that we're you're telling yourself? What lies am I telling myself? I don't know. What's my agenda here? uh, Yeah, exactly. What's my what's my agenda? What's my agenda here? I'm just going to get hated here. Like, this is this is a huge risk for me. People are going to fucking attack me. There's no agenda. I'm telling the truth. As I see it. What, what, what gain? What, can, what, what am I going to gain by this? I'm not trying to appeal to anybody. I'm just trying to express what I feel. What I see. 
It's dark. That's what you have to fucking understand. This shit is dark. People are capable of doing fucking dark, dark shit. Just look at history. It's hard to comprehend. Well, I guess I just want to say that <sighs> Yes. I'm I'm hesitating on saying this word. Uh-huh. Uh because I can feel that I am I mean not every single detail, but I'm aligned with what you're what you're saying, mm-hmm. you know? And there's something that I I get that you get that I'm like okay yeah so but i also just want to say like there's we have our own blind spots you know there there's that there's no way that we could see well I, that's fine but if you want to argue with me based on the things not you that i've actually said right not your projection your understanding your, of what you think I said, then I'm totally willing to have a conversation. The problem is people can't hear it. I think there are some people who can. I think there's some people who can, for sure. And there's a lot to uh, break down in that kind of conversation, but... I'm just saying whenever I come out with this stuff on Facebook or, or wherever, uh, I, every comment I get is just completely ridiculous. It's just pure cognitive dissonance. Nobody's... Not, not nobody, every comment. No, every comment. Pretty much. Very, Even the ones very that rarely. are supportive? Well, the ones that are supportive, yeah. But I'm saying the ones who are critical are essentially like, that's ridiculous. That's stupid. Oh. Mm-hmm. How could you think that? Like they don't actually address the argument. And especially when I write something on Facebook, I'm very careful about what I write and what I say. It's coherent. And I make an argument. And I just notice that very rarely do people, can they re- actually respond to the argument? They'll, they'll, they'll attack one sentence and try to, you know, make meaning out of that, distort that thing, but they won't actually look at the entirety of the argument and address it because they they can't. Well, yeah, because maybe they need it broken down a little bit more, <laughs> which is always what I'm trying Bullshit. to tell you to do. Bullshit. I bre- what the fuck? Fuck. I, I, what? Well, you're doing it right now. I do you're it on Facebook. Bullshit. I did it on Facebook. But you, you can't say everything that you said on Facebook in... Uh, like you can't say everything that you said on this podcast in a Facebook post. Okay, but no, but I I've said a lot of stuff that's as clear as what I just said. I made like videos. I don't know. What people you just freak said was, out. Was much clearer. I think you. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Maybe you're just I'm, ready to hear it. Maybe, but that's me, and okay. I've done a lot of work. Okay. You know? So it's I'm my say- job to say it in a way that people can fucking hear. 
I've I've said it in all kinds of fucking ways. Yeah, okay, but how I'm many just, fucking you, ways do I have to goddamn say it? I've said it in a million different fucking ways, and I started off really nice, really nice, and I'm just like, I don't know, it looks to well, me. Maybe that can't wasn't you the see way. This well, maybe the way that you're saying it right now, which feels to me, I don't know, it feels uh, f- uh fair. I, I I don't know. It just feels good. Something about it feels good. It's like I can I, I can hear it. Not not you know, every detail maybe, but yeah, I, I guess I, I needed to hear that in that way to understand You've heard some it things. Mm, yeah, but not not like that. Yeah, not like that. I actually got some things for myself that I didn't understand that you uh, that that you just pulled as true. Mm-hmm. Maybe not all of us are as smart as you, David Sutcliffe. <laughs> well, and I'm actually saying that for for real. You know, well, like I mean it. I don't. I don't know if that's. Tr- I mean, maybe, maybe. I guess what's most disappointing for me is just the lack of uh, the the lack of the attempt uh, at good faith argument. Like just the demonization. Like that's because they're smart people. You know, when I came out and said I voted for Trump, which I, it, which you know. That video was very, it was very nice about it and very explaining and it wasn't defended at all. And nevertheless, and I got lots of people who supported me and say, Hey, you know, whatever. I appreciate you speaking your truth. And then just, but just a lot of people just like babies in cages. How could you? And condescension and lecturing and you don't get it. And, and these are smart people. I thought they were smart people. And actually, you know, maybe I'm coming to terms with the fact that most of the, most of the world is actually really fucking stupid. Most people are stupid. Or weak. They're not stupid. They're weak. They're cowards. And that's been the most disappointing. Friends of mine. Just cowards. Just going along with the fucking sheep. Which is fine, but then when I say something, don't come after me. Like just fucking let me be, or just like uh. But when you attack me, it hurts. Especially when you know who I am. Like give me the benefit of the doubt. But I understand people are triggered. It's fine. I guess I'm just finding out who I am who my people are and I'm leaving a lot of, not like I'm leaving people behind, but I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm moving. I mean, my, my entire industry, whether it's, uh, my old Hollywood crew or the core energetics community, I mean, they're all fucking liberals. They all, I'm sure they all think I'm insane. 
I'm an outcast to all of them. You know, I don't know what they think of me. I'm sure they all think I'm awesome, actually. They're totally jealous. All the chicks want to fuck me because I'm a badass. Because I speak the truth, you fucking pussies, and you know it. Fucking sitting there. You're afraid to say what's true. Fuck all you. It's fine. It's fine. Can't help it. That's my resentment, but, you know, it's fine. I'm over it. Let's go to work. Well, this is the other thing. So it's like, I, I, I don't want to hold this shit back in the workshops. Mm. It's, it's, and it, I don't mean the politics. The polit- that's just the story. Everything I just said, it's just a story. It's just one story of reality. It doesn't mean anything. It's the, it's the, the vibration underneath it. It's the energy underneath it. Like, are, are you really to go, go down, down to baseline reality and deal with what's actually going on? Really feel how dark people are. Really feel how, like, willing people are to use other people for their own purposes, including their own fucking children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Including yeah. their family members, including their friends, including anybody. They'll fucking use them in the worst fucking way. It's everywhere. Are you willing to own that inside yourself? You willing to see that inside yourself? How dark you're capable of being? That's the work I want to do with people. That's the work we are doing. That's with the people. work we are doing with people. And so that's why we- this shit is important. That's why it's important to call this shit out because I'm not going to tolerate any of this fucking nonsense in my fucking workshops. I just want to say that in our last workshop that we just did. Yeah. I, I, we can't say a lot about a lot yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I will just, I do, I do want to say the amount of courage that it takes for somebody to own that shit inside of themselves, that, 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 that level of darkness and evil that you're talking about, yeah. it is the most incredible powerful uh it's holy yeah it's holy it is yeah sacred yes it feels like a deeply spiritual Mm -hmm. event yeah because once they bring consciousness to that part of themselves, they're so much less likely to act out on it. Mm-hmm. They're so much less likely to perpetrate that because mm-hmm. they've taken ownership of it. They're humble to it. To they the m- fact that they've made that choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unconsciously, yeah, yeah. but they've, they've made yeah. it. And yeah. once they own it, Mm-hmm. then they're owning, oh, I'm making this choice. I made yeah. that choice. I made that choice and I can forgive myself. Yeah. And now I don't have to keep making that choice. I can and I may, you know, just out right, of habit right. or wh- whatever. Sure. But at, at least now I know and I've. it's like, oh, I'm the one who's making this choice. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's the work I want to do, and I and it's the work that we are doing, and uh, 
yeah, I don't want to pussyfoot around any bullshit anymore. I want to get to it. That's what we're doing. And I don't want to deal with all this fucking nonsense, this, this layer level of, re- it's all mask conversations about racism and transgender and uh, sexism. It's all bullshit. Who cares? It's not what's, there's so many deeper layers to get to. And in that, though, in those layers, that's where reality really is. And if you get into that and live from that place, none of that shit matters. You can transcend it all easily. Maybe not easily. Well, I, I, I think, I don't think it's that hard. I don't think it's that hard. I think that stuff can be transcended. I think, you know, what does not hard mean? Meaning it, if you don't fixate on your own identity and you live from a place of your beingness, your higher self, connect to that, that God self, whatever you want to call it, but you're not wrapped up in your identity, whatever that is, I'm not just saying black, white, man, woman. It's also the construct that we created based on our childhood. If you can transcend all of that and understand it, you have to be with it. We're, I mean, you, you people can feel it. People can feel that transcendent quality. You can transcend that. People who are bigoted are they're they're stupid. They're cowards. They're not smart people. The true, the true racist. You can't figure those people out. Come on, man. You can transcend all this shit. I, I just, not, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I don't. I'm not. I refuse to believe. I'm not saying racism doesn't exist or, or sexism doesn't exist. Of course it does. It lives in all of us. I understand that. But it can be transcended. It's like I go to a lodge. I think, well, listen, every Wednesday night I go to a fucking sweat lodge. Well, that's what I'm saying. I guess it's, it's, you've been doing this for a long time, you know, and intensely so. So that's all I'm saying. I think there's a lot of white people that are, uh, they're afraid of black people, mostly liberals. White liberals, they probably went to, you know, these rich people probably haven't been around a lot of black people. And so they're afraid of them. They don't know how to talk to them. I mean, we know this, that white liberals uh, dumb down their vocabulary when they're talking to black people. How do we know this? Because they've done, they've done studies. <laughs> you can look it up. <laughs> I learned this from Coleman Hughes. Okay. And uh, Republicans do not do that. They don't dumb down their vocabulary. So who's the real racist? We need to save black people. Only we can save black people. (laughs) We have the plan. We love black people. And we will save the black people. 
<laughs> that's liberals. It's like, okay. Black people are catching on, man. It's all about them. Virtue signaling. I'm a good person. This is the other thing. Find God. All these people are, they don't have a relationship with God. They've turned social justice into their God. They're honoring a false God, breaking one of the Ten Commandments. They're sinning. There's only one God, and it's not social justice. You go directly to God. You bypass all that bullshit. That's what I said. Sweat Lodge. Who's there? Okay. Native, Native, Mexican, Mexican Native. Got a black deaf guy. White people. Lots of women. Latina, Latino, Hispanic, whatever. They preferred Hispanic, according to Where's the Asian? Uh, black. Is there an Asian? I'm not sure there's an Asian. I need to regularly. Come. Yeah, you need to come. Be our be our a, a token Asian. And uh, yeah, black, gay, non-binary, deaf. We're all in there together, singing and praying. It it never comes up. There's nothing. We're just all hanging out, you know. Then afterwards, we're together, we're laughing, we're all connected. There's no, that's what it should be. That's my experience. I'm like, well, this is it. This is the model. And I'm going to go out in the world and like, I don't know. I have nothing more to say. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for saying all of it. You're welcome. 